Hey everybody, it's Nick. And Gator. And this is going to be our Pulpit Rewind episode for this week because we are currently... TPE. We are at TPE. We are currently playing it up in Las Vegas, having a good time. Uh, Hopefully, hopefully having a good time. I mean, let's be real. This is anticipatory. You know, yes. we, we, Jeff could have been rolled and missing a kidney by a hooker or something like that by now. And Lord only knows where I'm at, but I mean, you know, you know there, there's, there's a 50, 50 shot. Yeah. I mean, things could go wrong, but, uh, but by and large, I think we're okay. And, uh, anyway, we've, uh, we've got this rewind episode, but no coming up on Tuesday, we will be back with an original episode talking about our trip to Vegas and bringing you all the news and information from TPE, hopefully bringing you information about brand new cigars and all kinds of other yes. fun stuff that we can uh, we can bring you guys for uh, what you should be looking forward to for the rest of 2023. But we needed to kind of introduce this and we needed to hit our sponsors because um, given the fact that this is a rewind episode, they may not have been with us at the time. That's true. So first and firm, foremost, JRE Tobacco, Aladino, we are in the mobile studio. We are in the mobile studio. And guys, if you uh, want to check out Aladino, Make sure you check out the Aladino uh, Candela. That is a new cigar yes. that is going to be coming out only to certain retailers. Um, you want to make sure only, only ones that have taken the factory tour. Exactly, gone down to gone down to the farm in Honduras there. And Dan the Man Ponder over at Riverman Cigar Company, another one of our sponsors. He's going to be carrying the Candela, and you guys can get yourself a Candela by calling Dan the Man Ponder at Riverman Cigar Company and placing an order. I know he's going to be getting those in. It is going to be the official cigar of the cigar pulpit for St. Patrick's Day. So we're going to be smoking that on the show and you're going to you want to make sure along with us. Exactly. That's the whole point. You want to get in on it so that you can uh you can uh smoke along with us and so you can give Dan the man ponder a call over there. I am looking up the phone number right now. I probably should have had this beforehand. Um, they, they can Google search it if they don't remember it. I mean yeah. they, they can, but at the same time like if I just keep scrolling here well just a little well. bit, you can give Dan the man ponder a call at 314 314- Eight four three thirty three fifty five. That's three one four eight four three thirty three fifty five. And you can reserve your Aladino Candela and smoke along with and, us. And a lot of other cigars that well, we have in the shop. And that's the other thing. Dan does mail order, so you can get all kinds of other cigars along with it as well. And uh, smoke along with us. And then also we would be remiss if we didn't bring up our friends at United Cigars. Yes, they sponsor our One Must Go. And uh, we don't have a One Must Go for this one because, you know, we're just doing this real quick. But, uh, you know, um, in terms of United Cigars, I don't want any of them to go. They have such great cigars over there. Uh, Amen. Ranging all the way from the, uh, the, they distribute the Atabay and the Byrons and the Bandoleros, fantastic cigars. But then they also do, you know, their own cigars. And I believe, I think, you know, we can go ahead and talk about this right now too, Jeff. They made a pre-TPE announcement that they are going to be doing an exclusive um, version of the Firecracker for St. Patrick's Day. It's going to be an All Saints Cigars Firecracker featuring a... Kid- so it's a, it's a car bomb, not a firecracker. Well, they've done a car bomb before, and they, <laughs> oh, okay. and they and they and they had a lot of uh, they they caught a lot of grief for that name, if I remember right, because apparently some people from uh, Ireland are a little little you know sensitive too soon, a little too sensitive soon. to that, yeah. yeah. But um, anyway, um, it's going to be a uh, Candela Barber pulled. Um, I think it's a Barber pull. Um, uh, firecracker. And so cool. you can get that um, from anywhere that you can get United Cigars. Um, I believe they're going to be shipping. Well, they'll be out in time for St. Patrick's Day. That's for sure. Yeah. And then um, our friends over at Villiger, they sponsor our entertainment the segment. Villiger. Sponsor our entertainment segment. And I know we're going to have plenty of entertainment uh, out in Las Vegas. Um, not so much TV and uh, movie wise, but because uh, let's be real, strippers, lots of strippers. Um, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> I mean, I you know, I don't have that much money out there, dude. And that's true. I don't say it's not cheap to do that out in Vegas. No. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a little expensive, but um, but no. In terms of entertainment, I mean, let's be real. You you and I are probably going to end up watching ridiculousness. Um. 
you know. Well, it's the only thing on MTV. It is the only thing on MTV. But I, I don't mind because I like watching it's, people it's fall down. It's that and teenage girls knocked up. That's all that's on MTV anymore. I like watching people fall down and, you know. Yes. Not, Hurt themselves in unique and interesting ways. Yeah, but I don't, I don't want to see anybody die. I just want to see somebody fall down. It's kind of funny. Anyway. I don't think they run the clips if they know someone died. I would hope but not. There, there are times they're like. Did he survive? Yeah, yeah, he's fine. Yeah, yeah. he's fine. You know, they'll he's just fine. play it off, but I'm thinking, there's no way that guy survived. Yeah, no, no, that guy probably got really seriously hurt. That guy's probably dead, <laughs> if not, you know, paralyzed in a coma somewhere. Uh, but guys, just like with United Cigars, if you are looking to try Villiger Cigars, you can head on over to their website where they have a store locator, and you can find out where you can get some great Villiger Cigars, and you're going to want to do yourself a favor and do that, because they are really, really great cigars. That's right. And last but not least, we have to mention my monthly cigars, our friend Nick Gervais, that we'll be hanging out with the TPE. Indeed. If we're going to be hanging out with him, he's going to have some samples of fucking good coffee out there and be giving those away to everybody. And it'll be a good time. We'll be able to get some cigars and coffee. It'll be good. I mean, yeah, what, you can't what, beat that combo. Nah, what else can you expect from a good company? I mean, you know, cigars and coffee. That's, that's the perfect little pair. Yeah, other than ammo, it covers pretty much everything for me. Okay. All right then. Well, anyway. Um, well guys, uh we you know, thank you for listening to the Pulpit Rewind show. <laughs> you threw me off with the ammo comment. Um <laughs> thank you for listening to the the Rewind show and we will be back on Tuesday with a report from Las Vegas and everything TPE. Yay. Hello everybody and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Nick, the Bishop of the Burner, with me as always. It's Gator. And we are coming to you from a different location. Parts unknown. Parts unknown. We probably shouldn't say where we're at. We can't say we're at Top Shooters in Columbia, Illinois? Well, not if we're smoking, because technically there's the whole smoking ban in Illinois. But we're outside. On a, we're not in the restaurant, we're per se. A, a patio. The outside patio. I mean, I guess it is. Co- <laughs> it is covered. I don't know if that matters. Well, we'll step out. We'll step outside on the uh, on the asphalt. To okay. Smoke. All right. We'll we'll. That's what we'll do. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, work with me, Bishop. Work with me. So yeah. So you're going to get a lot of cigars in this episode. You today. are. Because Jeff and I are smoking a cigar, but then additionally, I did an interview with a friend of ours, John. And John is a one-time-a-year cigar smoker, give or take. You know, weddings, special occasions, yeah, you know, that kind of thing. Things of that nature. Yeah. And so one of the things that we had been talking about was... he He's asked us about cigars and stuff before, and, you know, we've told him about a few of them, and... One of the ones that he seems really interested in trying for whatever reason is the Davidoff Late Hour. And while talking about that, he he would ask us, you know, what makes that cigar worth so much more than some of these other cigars? Yeah. Which then got us on the subject of cigar prices. And can you really tell the difference between a budget cigar or a more expensive Premium high dollar stick. Well, and, and so we we kind of put it to the test. Um, I got John, and we went over to the hill, and we sat outside, and we, we put it to the test. I gave him two cigars, and I made sure that they looked similar. So they visually were, were very... Aesthetically pleasing. Well, they, they, you couldn't look at one and say, okay, that one looks gnarly versus that one. You yes. know, that kind of thing. And so we got to co- pull one out of a foil pack is what you're saying. No, no. So we got we got two cigars and I two for a dollar foil pack st- is what I was referring to. Stripped them <laughs> of their bands so that he had no idea. You know, not that I think he probably would have known um, brand wise anyway, but some bands are more fancy looking than others. They're fanciful. And so I gave him two cigars and. Over the course of time, he smoked the one and and then proceeded to light up the second and kind of compared. And you folks are going to learn 
whether or not a cigar novice, a, a real cigar novice, yeah. was able to tell the difference between a budget cigar or a, I mean, moderately priced. It was like 10 bucks. Okay. You know, $10 stick. So, it, you know, a, a, a normal price stick, a medium Precisely. price stick. At a, at a I didn't want to give him a, you know, Davidoff and a, you know, a, quor- a quorum, for example. Yeah. You know, because no offense to quorum. I mean, it's they're two totally different products. Yeah. And so I figured let's let's try and and keep it somewhat reasonable, some in within the budget of your average cigar smoker and yeah. everything like that to see if you could tell. But that that's two different cigars. That's not what we're smoking. No. No, we are smoking. Ours is, ours has a beautiful pink band on it. It is. We are smoking the Rose of Sharon by Southern Draw. We are actually smoking the Toro, and let me tell you about the Rose of Sharon. The Toro actually is a six by fifty-two, and this cigar—it's—it's it's a mild cigar. Um, the wrapper is USA Connecticut Shade. The binder is Nicaraguan, and the filler is Nicaragua and Dominican Lajero. Ooh, yes. So we're going to go ahead and light up. While Nick starts his interview with John, and from what I've led to believe on the interview, it's nothing but the two of them ripping on me for not being able to make it when they recorded this not over entirely. the weekend. I mean, a portion, at least a little bit. Yeah. So I, I, I look forward to hearing, you yeah, know, how I was attacked mercilessly while I wasn't present. Well, somebody could have gotten his ass <laughs> off off the couch, but first we're going to cut the cigar. Oh yeah, we'll do that. And I need to borrow that. I, I figured you did. Here, let me. So. Thank you. Uh-huh. Here, hold on. Let me uh, get this out. Of course. You've got to get a cigar out of the cellophane Well, it's there. in the beautiful cellophane wrapping. I like Southern okay, Draw cigars. Go. I know you do. Southern Draw cigars, they, it's, a, it's a boutique brand, but um, they, uh, they've been making a lot of good inroads and everything around in some shops, and... They they put out a really good line of products. The Jacob's Ladder, I really like that. It's a dark, meaty smoke, man. Not, not my kind of stick. No, probably not no. your kind of stick. But the but the Rose of Sharon is it's definitely... It's not what I like to call in my wheelhouse. Exactly. Somebody so, got a bingo chip there. The uh, But the Rose of Sharon actually is a really nice, nice cigar. And Robert Holt, the owner, he actually named this cigar after his wife, Sharon. So... Oh, that's precious. Yeah. So, but it's a semi box press cigar, so that's the one. And I like the, the box one, press. That's the one thing I'm going to hold against it right off the bat. Is, know, but they do make. That's the thing, though. They do make some Rose of Sharon cigars. This with this blend and everything in different sizes that are rounded. The thing I like about the box press is when you set it down, it doesn't have a tendency to roll on you like a normal cigar. So, like right now, I don't have an ashtray. So if I set it on the corner of this table, it's not going to have a tendency to take off on me. Valid point. So I like the box press. Valid point. So. And the my father's that are box pressed are some of my favorite cigars. Well, there you go. There so. you go. So while we uh, get lit up here and start smoking our uh, Southern Draw, we're going to let you guys listen to uh, our Nick's interview, interview with John. With John. So. Let's see if you folks can, uh, I mean, you're not smoking them, so I guess it's going to be hard for you to play along. But um, Yeah, you won't know what the good cigar is till the end. Do you name the budget cigar? I do cigar? not name the budget cigar. Okay. Um, and that's fair. That's fair. And in all fairness, um, yeah, you know what? We'll just let the interview speak for itself. Okay. All right. I look forward. Or do I? I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. All right, so folks, I'm here with a friend of ours, John McLean. Say hi, John. Hi. So John has had cigars before, but not not a ton, right? Right. You're not a regular cigar smoker. Maybe one or two a year. One or two a year. All right. And it's so, normally with you or a wedding or something like that. Yeah. So. so so okay, so we're we're doing a little experiment here today. This is actually this was actually one of John's ideas, and I thought it was a good one, and so we're we're going to do this. So let's do it. We have two cigars in front of us here. They have both been stripped naked of bands and everything like that. So he uh, he doesn't know what what he's got. I know what he's got, but he doesn't know what he's got. 
And I'm they look prob- the same to me. And I'm probably not going to tell you folks what he's got because depending upon how this goes, because I don't want to shit on any brands in case, like you know, he says, "Oh, I can't tell" or whatever. But but what we're doing is I have two cigars here. I have one cigar that cost under three dollars, and I have another cigar that cost ten dollars. Okay. And the the goal here is to see can John tell me. <laughs> <laughs> which is the affordable smoke and which is the more premium cost smoke. We didn't want to I didn't want to So did, what do you, what do you think I'm going to you know well wait let me let me smoke them and then okay. I'll tell you what I, say, I you, taste and 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 the experience and kind of the experience yes. of it all here. So what did I do? I don't know I I don't want to oh, know what I need to look for. Or I need to pay attention to when I'm so drawing them. There's the lighter. All right, and there are the cigars. Okay, and the cut the cut ends are the are, were facing you. So. so the first one here, they look the same. They look identical. It's going to be really hard for me to tell tell them apart down. You know, if I get them mixed up. Yeah, you know which one's which, though, right? I do know which one's which based upon how they were laying, and I know which one you're holding in your hand at this moment you in time. You need to smell it or anything before uh, I... Uh, no. No? Okay. No. I know, I know which one is which based upon how you were So this one, when I smell it, them it, it has time. kind of a sweet smell to it. Okay. Let me smell the other one. Oh, yeah. There's, there's definitely a difference in... Yeah. All right. Well, I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and I'll... Start roasting this one a little bit here. All right. That's the other thing, is I did instruct John about how to properly light a cigar. So you kind of get it close to flame, rotate the cigar around so that the whole, you know, the the, the heat is distributed evenly on it. Like this? Yeah. Do I need to get closer? Right. No, you're doing good. So now just go ahead and put it in your mouth and just kind of, kind of, and then now dr- put the flame here. Like this? And put the flame up to it and draw. There you go. Kind of draw in a little bit. There we go. That's got a good. Okay. This one's very light. Very I, mild. I purposely bought light, mild cigars for you since you don't smoke on a regular basis. So I'm going to light up. It's got sweet. It's the, sweet. Uh, very, very light. So I'm going to light up the one that you are smoking right now. Because I'm I'm smoking the same ones, and so, so I would say that. You but know, again, I'm I'm cheating. I know which one's which. So I'd say it's hard to even tell. You got smoke in your mouth on this one. Um, doesn't have much flavor. You know, most of the flavor I can taste on my lips. More of the you know, the tobacco putting it on my lips. I can, mm-hmm. but when I the smoke actually doesn't have much flavor to me. Well, I did purposely go with some lighter cigars, so let okay. me let me look that cigar up, and I can give some notes about it, and then that way we can uh, <clears throat> we can kind of see see what we're supposed to see here. So the cigar that you are currently smoking, and this theoretically will mean nothing to you, but you know, it's for the for the for the listeners at home. For the connoisseurs. The connoisseurs. So um, it is labeled as a mild strength cigar. Okay. Uh, it has an Ecuadorian wrapper with a Nicaraguan binder and a Dominican Republic and Nicaraguan filler. The Nicaraguan's going to give it a little bit of spice to the flavor, but by and large, it's going to be a fairly mild smoke. Yeah, I, I guess I can pick up a little bit of the hint of the spice. Little tingles on the tongue, yeah, kind of thing, you know. So we are sitting out front of the world famous Hill Cigar Company. John has graciously given up a little time on his Sunday to come over here and and record this segment and do this because Jeff was too lazy to get his ass out of bed. So that's why it's just the two of us. Yeah, I'm disappointed. <laughs> I can't see Gator. <laughs> yeah, are you disappointed? Are you really? <laughs> I walked in and Danny was working and she's like, you brought a new friend. And I wanted to say, yeah, my old one's too lazy to get out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, start, it's starting now. The more I, I smoke it, I think it's, you know, I'm starting to get more flavor. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's very light. It is a it's light. It's hard to pick up like a, yeah, like a, you know, any sort of real flavor. 
I could see though, if you're, you know, like for someone like me who doesn't smoke uh, cigars very often, this isn't very overwhelming. No. It's and very mild and, and very tame. It's one that I'm going to add to my repertoire for people that are, are new cigar smokers. Because I will admit, I, I picked this out. So I picked out the affordable cigar first. I don't like using cheap, but I'm, I'm, I picked out the more affordable cigar first. And when I was going through the humidor looking for a... Uh, you know, somewhere between eight and twelve dollar stick to compare it to. I was actually going through the humidor looking for ones that visually looked similar, so that it wouldn't be a situation where you're like, "Well, this one's obviously the cheap one because you know whatever," and you know that kind of thing. So I wanted to to wanted to try and match. It is a it is a natural um, wrapper. It's it's not the the super light Connecticut. Um, tobacco wrappers like here, here's one that I think, yeah, that's a Connecticut. So if you see that one's a really light, like tan Mm -hmm. caramely color, that one's lighter than that one. And then, um, I don't have one with me, but then inside they've got the, the Maduro's, which are the really dark Mm -hmm. chocolate color ones and whatnot. So, you know, it's, it's just different wrapper leaves more than anything. So what does Connecticut mean? Connecticut typically is a very mild smoke. It's a very mild it, it it's it's the type of tobacco leaf. So um a lot of that is I mean there's actually quite a bit of tobacco grown in Connecticut in the like Hartford River. I didn't know you know that. an area and then it's all used for uh cigars and everything else. Wow. But then there's different strains of Connecticut. So it's tobacco that's been taken from Connecticut that's now been transplanted to Ecuador, and they're growing it there. So it's Connecticut tobacco, but it's Ecuadorian Connecticut, you know, that sort of thing. Okay. And like, uh, you know, the Toscanos. So John and I had a Toscano not too terribly long ago. And um, that was the cigars that I had in my glove box, you know? The smaller one. The little, the dry, the the fire-cured ones. So those, um, that's actually Connecticut, or I'm sorry, um, Kentucky tobacco, but it's Italian tobacco. Kentucky tobacco. So they took the seeds from Kentucky, but they grow it in in Italy and wow. do all the fire curing stuff there. But it's Kentucky tobacco. So uh, you can tell a difference in tobacco, like Connecticut versus Kentucky? I mean... Or, or is it all not really... If, you if, you're, really... if you're a big connoisseur, you can't. I'm... I'm you can't really tell. I am per. I got to be told. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I can. I can look at a cigar and say that's a Connecticut. That's a Maduro because of the color. Because of the color, and that's and a few other characteristics, like you know, if it's got like a lot of like an oil or a sheen to it, you know, typically okay. that isn't. Typically, a Connecticut's kind of a drier, but not always. But typically, it's kind of a drier, drier leaf. But I'm not with this one that I'm smoking right now. I don't know what it is, but it, it's got a, uh, uh, it doesn't give me so much of like an ashy taste in my mouth. Yeah. It, I definitely, I'm not getting that right now. That's Maybe good. Maybe later I'll, I will, but no, <laughs> well, yeah. right now it's, it's, uh. Well, that's the other thing. So we'll, we'll touch on that real quick. So <clears throat> one thing that cigar smokers tend to always, well, we don't talk about it a lot, but is oral hygiene. <laughs> and so, um, <laughs> Getting the uh, the flavors and and tastes of of you know yesterday's cigars out of our mouth. So I have this toothpaste that I purchased on Amazon called um, is it Marvis? It's actually it's a thicker. Um, I think it's Italian. It was like ten bucks for the tube. Oh my god! But it's great because it's got this really strong minty flavor. It really gets in there and everything. Then I have. Um, a product called Tung, T-U-N-G, and it's a gel, and I bought the set that comes with the little round-headed tongue brush. So you put a little of that on there, and you just scrub the holy hell out of your tongue. And if you do that, it'll freshen up the mouth and get that taste of stale tobacco out of there. So Interesting. Now, for you, since you don't have the tongue and the whatever, you know, I would say just brush your teeth. And then maybe 20 minutes later, go back, brush your teeth again really, really good, mouthwash and everything. You should probably be fine. Interesting. Yeah, that's the part that uh, sometimes I'll smoke a cigar and it will almost, 
it's just too much in your mouth. It'll and linger. It, yeah, and you yeah. Know, I'll take you know maybe a dozen draws on it, and then I'll put it to the side because it's just uh, too much. Yeah. The other thing is you've got tea there, um, so you know drinking as you're doing it, it doesn't let it kind of settle. Yeah. On the tongue and everything like that, and so you know you just gotta just gotta kind of keep the palate fresh, right? So. Oh, it's got a good burn going on it. Yeah, I would say you did good with the lighting. Better than Jeff does. <laughs> he just sets it on fire. He does. He 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 keeps telling me, "Oh, I've been lighting cigars since I was 16." But I'm telling you, man, you know, Jeff, I'm telling you, you 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 just you you're eating ash when you're doing it because you're just you're lighting the damn thing so close to the flame that it's just it's just burning. But anyway, you better be careful. It'll catch his hair on fire. Well, he's growing the hair. I was saying he's now. growing the hair out, and yeah, I don't know how frequently he washes it. Ooh. So, <laughs> well, since he's not here, do you have any stupid Jeff stories you want to share with the people? Oh, the let people me think like about the it. stupid Jeff stories. Yeah, he's a he's a wild man. Mm-hmm. I guess that that one time I had to go uh, pick him up. He <laughs> ran out of gas. <laughs> Literally ran it all the way past empty. Yeah. Was going up a hill, ran out of gas. I go pick him up. <laughs> he's done that so many times. He's a guy that likes to run it on empty. He's never called me before because um, he knows that I would just. I don't even know if I'd come get him just because. <laughs> I had another friend that did that. He just never filled up his tank. Yeah. Always would run out of gas and calling friends, buddies. Hey, can he come and uh, pick me up? Take me and get a. Um, Gas container full, you know, gallon or two of gas. Yeah. There's just some people that, oh. and he's one of them. Dude, I'll tell you, I've I've seen his garage. He could sell, he could open up a shop right now and sell gas cans because he's got <laughs> so many of them in there from all the times he's run out of gas, but not had a gas can. So he ended up having to buy the can to put the gas into <laughs> to get himself going. I, I'm not, I'm seriously not joking when I say he's probably got like a dozen cans in his garage. Wow. So, well, when when I had to go and and pick him up that day, he literally passed like three gas stations, <laughs> literally within a mile. <laughs> he passed them. Thought he could still make it. He he likes to always <laughs> joke about that bit from Seinfeld. Remember mm-hmm. when Kramer was out on the test drive? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's like he's always doing that. <laughs> and the thing is is he he fails. <laughs> He's a busy guy, though. He's got a lot of a lot of things going on, keeping himself uh, occupied at all times. That's why he, that he he likes to try and say that's why he's not here now, is that he's too busy with stuff. Is he really just uh, relaxing at home? I'm pretty sure he's probably just relaxing at home. Too much shopping over the last couple of days. Well, he's been giving me a lot of grief about doing two episodes a week, but the people demand it. They just demand it. Hell, I think the people would demand seven episodes a week if they if if I could get away with it. But you know, at some point, I got to make money if I'm doing that. But um, yeah, but no, he uh, he's been on my case about doing two of these a week, and it's just and and he's like, I gotta work. The problem is, you and I both know he's lounging around his ex wife's house in his underwear, watching. World War II in color. Interesting. Uh, oh, that's situation. A, I know. A whole different podcast. And I'll tell you, I've threatened to talk about it multiple times, and out of respect, I haven't. But are you going um, to cut this out? Right? <laughs> oh no, this is going in. <laughs> All right, I better go, stop. Uh, this talking. is going in. <laughs> Actually, that, that that is another podcast show in and of itself. Oh, you could get a whole new, uh, a whole different topic. Tell me uh, about it. Just yeah. t- the soap opera of Jeff's life. Everybody would so. think it's it's uh, fiction, but uh. yeah. <laughs> well, dude, I mean, and it's not just the stuff at home with him. We're getting Jeff. This is what happens when you're not here. We talk about you, okay? So it's not just the stuff at home with him. It's also all of the Perry County drama. 
It's all of the drama revolving around his newspapers and his radio station, not just within the confines of the businesses themselves, namely, you know, employee drama and everything like that. Right. It also is all the drama revolving around the events within the community that his people are then going out and covering. So there's layers upon layers to this onion. You have, you know, this politician doing something stupid, this messed out dumbass doing something stupid. You know, this car accident, this house fire, whatever. Then you have all of the internal drama within his office and everything going on there. And then you have all of his drama at home. And it's just so amusing. It's the best soap opera I ever need. Consider another podcast. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) We'll branch this out. Yeah. They have to write down all those stories. Exactly. So, okay. So, you're about... A quarter of the way, about a quarter of the way that's through right. that cigar. Yeah, because I haven't, I haven't lost any of the. What do you call that part? The ash. The, the ash, ash is holding yeah. on really, really well. Yeah, it is. And I, it was holding on really well on mine. I did butt off some of the ash only because I don't want it finally cracking off over my keyboard. Oh, <laughs> which I've done before, and it's just so kinda, now. But I, I, I have pain. noticed now I'm having trouble getting a nice full draw and that's the thing you know some people like to take the ash as far as it'll go until it finally breaks off you know other people flick it off constantly Mm -hmm. there is a fine point of having too much ash on the cigar and you probably could go ahead and and roll it off in the in the bowl if you wanted to in such a way that just kind of there we go oh yeah those things you know but yeah you just kind of get it and no, it's very good. That should allow more air to draw through and everything else. So, okay, so we've smoked that one. You want me to put this on a little and then uh, take I was a look say, at the other one? Why don't we set that guy down? Okay, and then why don't you now? Let me kind of clear my. Uh, I was gonna say clear your palate. Yep. All right. All right. I think I'm uh, <clears throat> cleared out. All right, and so still taste it, but you can grab the other one. Okay, and then you've got the lighter there. All right, so I've got uh, this one here. It smells. It doesn't smell as sweet. It, okay. It it, it smells. It, it just smells. Uh, it doesn't smell as like the other one has a more sweeter smell. This one isn't isn't as sweet. I don't know if that matters or not. But okay. Okay. Let me uh, let me go ahead and oh, flip the top there. Oh, there we go. There you go. Okay. It's gonna start roasting it. The hill is all decked out for the holidays. We were walking around the humidor in there earlier, and they've got the the Christmas lights all along the shelving. It looks so festive. A lot of gift packs out and available for sale now for the cigar smoker in your life. I'll tell you what. I I don't know if I like this one. Hold, give me a second here. Uh-oh. For no, number one is when I, uh, the taste on my lips. It's, it's not sweet. It's a little more... Uh, so it's it's little it doesn't it's not as, as sweet. There's something um, different about the wrapper. Let me look that one up just so that I can uh, the the give the, the give the notes about that one as well. There's a there's a taste when I when I draw the smoke has um has a has a uh, unique flavor and I can't put my finger on it. So that one is actually listed as a medium strength, although I've had it before and I would kind of argue that, but whatever. The wrapper on that is Honduran, the binder is Nicaraguan, and the filler is Nicaraguan. So theoretically, again, you should get a little bit of spice off of the Nicaraguan. I'm trying to put my finger on what that flavor is on it, in it. It's so hard. Some of these cigar guys on the podcast and whatnot, man, they'll be like, oh, it tastes like Chinese pea pods or, <laughs> or the uh, peanut M&M without the shell and you've kind of sucked some of the chocolate off, you know, kind of thing. And I, I don't get into that. But I did have one cigar one time and uh, it was a CLE Connecticut. And on the on the cold draw, which means, you know, when you put it after you've cut it, you've put it to your mouth and you draw through it like you're smoking it. But before you light it, that's called a cold draw on the cold draw. I got the unmistakable taste of graham crackers. It tasted just like graham crackers. It's the one and only time I've ever gotten a taste off a cigar that I could actually identify the food. Yeah. So, well, this one, it's definitely spicier than the first one. That I smoke. That would be so, that Nicaraguan. Yeah. So this one's de- it's there's definitely more spice. I would equate it to like uh, you know drinking uh, you know 
rye uh, whiskey versus the the bourbon okay. whiskey. <clears throat> Definitely different. Uh, this one, and when I when I uh, the smoke when it comes, it kind of burns a little more. I don't know. I I don't, I don't know. It's, no, I, I I this is good. <laughs> burns a little more, and it doesn't have as uh, it has a more of it does have a, a fuller taste in my mouth. Well, maybe the tasting notes of the the mild to medium were that the, the app that I used. Sometimes I don't buy the tasting the 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 strength notes on it as much. I, I mean, it's not horrible. Know. It's not really you know, uh, man, full. Mm-hmm. I guess is a good way to say it. Like it's still. I mean, it's still something I could I could smoke. Um, it's not bowling you over, causing your head to swim or anything like that. I don't know. The more the more I'm puffing on it here, the more I. You know, it's not horrible. Okay. It's not bad. Okay. This is interesting. This definitely different than that. That The first one was a lot more sweet, and uh, <clears throat> I'm going to draw that one again. I was like, now you got them both going. You can kind of go back and forth between them, maybe see if you can get some, some thoughts on it. You have smoked more of the first one than the second one. But, um, yeah, that definitely the first one, a lot sweeter, not like Swiss or sweet, you know, like overpowering, but yeah. a, a, a sweeter. And then this not one, like sweeter in terms of like actually like sugar or anything like that. But, and then the second one is just a little more, uh, what about the draw? Like, is it harder or this easier one's harder to draw? So it's a lot harder to draw is, the air through on the second one versus the first one. In my opinion. Yeah. Okay. And there's a flavor to it that I, I can't I can't uh, tell, but it, it's definitely different. Two different cigars, and I don't. At first, I didn't know if I liked it, but the second one, I'm starting to like a little more. Okay, like more than the first one, or you're just liking it more than <clears throat> when you first started smoking it. Like, I, the, liking it more than the first uh, couple draws. Okay, so you're liking it more than when you first started, but not necessarily more than the first cigar. If I had to pick the two, I would pick the first one. Okay. At this point, uh, unless something changes with, uh, yeah, that's not. I didn't get that uh, even burn. Uh, okay, so that's another thing. No, 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 no. So you've got some canoeing going on on the second one. That's where it kind of burns a little more, you know, like this. So you do have some some um, Will that unevenness. Impact the taste? Uh, not really. No, well, no, yeah, kind of. So like. So what do I need to do in order to get it to... Well, okay. Some people will adjust it where they take the, the lighter and they'll just kind of give it a little bit of flame on the uh, on, on the, the part, there. on the underside there that, that isn't, isn't, isn't burning as rapidly. Uh, kind of give it a little kickstart. Other people will argue that if you just kind of keep smoking at it... Kind of keep turning it. Kind of keep turning it, rotating it, it'll even itself out. Yeah, I've had some cigars that have done that, but I've also had some cigars where when I've tried to do that, the canoeing just gets worse, and ultimately I just have to touch it up because otherwise it's just not going to happen. What did you say? What was the description of this one again? Hang on one second. The second one? That one was a... I know know this sounds weird, but almost kind of like cinnamon or something. Okay, so it's a Honduran wrapper. And a Nicaraguan binder and filler. Now, you're talking cinnamon. That might be that spice that I'm talking about. Because when I say, because that's the one thing. When I say spice, I don't necessarily mean like like hot and spicy Mexican food. You know, it can be like a black pepper or white pepper. But when you think spice, you also, you know, like when you're talking about pumpkin pie, for example... A lot of times when you get pumpkin pie flavored candies and that sort of thing, it doesn't necessarily taste like pumpkin as much as it tastes like nutmeg and clove. Spice. Oh, yeah. See what I mean? Yeah. So when I say spice, I don't necessarily mean hot and spicy as much as I just mean spice that could potentially tingle the tongue in such a way. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely more spicier. Um, I don't know if I necessarily would say I don't like it. But out of the two, I probably would would find like if I if I was just like at an event with with someone and and as a casual cigar smoker, you know, I might have you know like I said less than two or three a year, maybe. Man, there's probably some years I I don't smoke any. Yeah, 
if I had to choose, you know, hey, we're all standing outside celebrating something and somebody pulls out a cigar, I probably would prefer the first one. Okay. Then the second one. Okay. And you're and you're smirking. I am smirking because <laughs> you've just picked the higher end of the two. Really? You did. I kind of was thinking that you, that one might be the higher no, end. You no, you did pick the higher end. So so the first cigar you picked was um I believe it was right around ten dollars. And the second cigar that you have there was um it it priced out at right about three under just under three dollars. Wow, Jeff really likes some crappy cigars. <laughs> well, but see, here's the thing. I and by the way, it's not crappy. I it's it's different though. It's it is different, and that's the thing is that you know when in Jeff's case, and for a lot of people that are smoke that that smoke maybe four or five a day, the more affordable cigars do make a lot of sense because you know do you want to spend Fifty dollars in a day smoking five cigars, or do you want to spend fifteen dollars right. in a day smoking five cigars? So I understand that there are some, uh, you know, I mean, there's there's the practical nature of it though. In that, when you're getting a more affordable cigar, you have some issues that you have to contend with. Your canoeing issue, I've yeah. dealt with that on more affordable cigars a lot. Sometimes there are there are cigars out there. That are two and three dollars, and what they are, oftentimes, are the shavings, the pieces, the remnants left over from making the ten dollar cigar that they turn oh, around wow. and reuse to make the more affordable budget cigars. Okay, and so it's the same kind of level of quality stuff, but maybe the wrapper leaf isn't quite as perfect as the wrapper leaf over on the $10 cigar or maybe the filler on the inside instead of being long filler is kind of a short filler and what that'll do is it'll produce a softer more brittle ash to where the ash will fall off easier than than you know with the reg you know more expensive cigar okay and everything like that so yeah interesting yeah yeah this one I did as I'm puffing on it now a little more the first one as I'm taking more draws on it and yeah I, I definitely prefer this one and, so uh, just, since you did pick the premium cigar of the two, I will go ahead and let you know that it is the E.P. Carrillo New Wave Connecticut. So there you go, E.P. Carrillo. He chose your cigar of the two. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have done that had you gone with the budget cigar. Yeah. <laughs> just because I don't want to like, you know. No, yeah. I, I uh, um, yeah, it doesn't make me feel as bad now. Maybe not finishing that one. Yeah, you know, you, yeah. That, only, that one, <laughs> that one. It's not that big. I mean, of a you loss. probably could cut it right now and maybe save it. But this one here is uh, definitely I'm not one big, I would. I Jeff will do that. Jeff will relight cigars, you know, hours later and everything like that. I'm not a fan of that, and the reason why is because when you light the cigar, you're you're igniting the tobacco at that end, and it's burning down. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when you when you stop smoking and you put it down, it does continue to burn a little bit. So then when you reignite it, you're igniting ashy, burnt tobacco. It just totally screws with the flavor the entire yeah. rest of the way. It it tastes burnt, you know, because that's what you're getting coming through. Now, one thing Jeff will do is he'll blow out Instead of sucking, like drawing the the air in through the cigar, he'll like blow out, like he's you know pushing through a straw with it. He claims that gets it. It doesn't. I mean, there's really no good way of relighting, saving, and relighting a cigar for later. But um, you know, it's what it is. Yeah. No, this one's good. Yeah, I like the Carrillo. This is a good Carrillo makes good stuff. In fact, um, this brand. In the this past year, so we're we're coming up relatively soon to Cigar Aficionado's top twenty cigars of the year. Um, this past year, they were they received the number one cigar of the year. It's not this cigar, but this brand did. Well, maybe maybe this brand will uh, shoot a couple over some samples over <laughs> a couple other ones. Since I like this one, maybe they'll shoot you a couple. I'll more tell you, I know, right? Well, that would be our buddy and uh, friend of the show, Michael Henderson of EP Carrillo. Michael Henderson is the uh, national sales director for EP Carrillo, and uh, you know, 
I just saw him here not too terribly long ago at the Hill, and he and his uh, his new protege, who I guess has finally come on. You know, we have we have Sam, and uh, Sam was a good guy, or he is a good guy. He's not he's not gone. So yeah, Sam's a good guy. So you know, we uh, well we, maybe we we'll, like the folks from Carrillo there. So maybe maybe get a couple more uh, in that ten dollar range uh, that they make and. Uh, We'll we'll try them out. We'll see which one we can do that. Yeah, yeah, because the uh, they got the cigar of the year, and then uh, they've got another one that I like, which would be a little heavier for you, um, I think. But it's it's called the Dusk, and it's a it's a much darker, heavier, you know, smoke and whatnot. I tend to Jeff tends to go more of the mild to medium. I tend to go more the medium to full. So do most cigar smokers drink? Whiskey, or do they drink beer when they uh, when they smoke, or is it just all? Is it? One it's of those really all like- preference. Um, I'll be honest, I drink iced tea, <laughs> right? But you know, um, well, like when you're when you're sitting here and you're smoking this, you know, right now, yeah, right now we've got iced tea, but you know, is it, you know, would would this go well with like a whiskey, or would it go like uh, maybe a darker beer? And uh, just kind of sip on that darker beer while you... It's just like when you're pairing food and wine or food and whiskey and all that sort of thing. It's the same thing. So with the Carrillo, you have, it's, it's a mild and you have maybe just a little hint of spice creeping in and everything. So you don't want anything that's going to completely overpower and, and um, to where all you're tasting is just the drink. And right. you're not getting anything from the cigar. So you got to find something... That is maybe on the lighter side of the drink that maybe has some flavor notes that you think correspond well with it to where it balances. You get a little bit of the scar, a little bit of the drink, and it all kind of comes together. So Interesting. Yeah. And maybe Actually, that's an idea for uh, some shows is uh, oh, matching uh, a cigar to, to well, a drink. We have our friend from Canada, Jen, who is coming on with us every Friday. And she's a whiskey and bourbon connoisseur. Now, the thing is, she's not a cigar smoker. So mm. she can tell us about the spirits and the liquors and all that sort of stuff. But she doesn't really do much in the way of pairings and that sort of thing. We should so do that sometime. We can totally we do that. We should get like five or six bourbons. No, it's very, uh, um, this one, this one, I, I like it. I like it. And that, that you know, and then the first and the, the second one, the one that was a cheaper cigar, I didn't hate it. It was just uh, it there definitely well from my reaction from the first draw. I was gonna say from that, the start, I could tell that you weren't enjoying it as much as the first cigar, and and it kind of played out. It played out pretty much how I thought it was gonna play out. I didn't. I I it was an easy one. This was well. The problem with going with the more affordable smokes is they all it, it you can tell. You can tell when you're smoking something that's $3 versus something that's, you know, 8 to $12. And, I mean, my God, if I had given you the Davidoff, you know, because John keeps talking about how he wants to try the uh, the late hour. The Winston Churchill? Yeah, the yeah. late hour. And, I'd like to try that. And what do those cost? Though? Like 20, that's 30 like bucks? a $22 stick. So, you know, for me to have given you a $3 stick and a $22 Davidoff, I mean, you didn't own that right away. In fact, I actually have one in my humidor at the office, and I had had it in the hand thinking, I'm like, okay, we could do this. And I looked at it, and I'm like, you can tell just by looking at it that it's a a better cigar. Just the construction and everything on it, it's smoother and everything like that. And I'm like, there's just there's no way that I'm going to be able to remotely put these two down in front of you and have you say, Oh, they look similar and everything like that. And I'll, and I'll tell you that the two that you had me try today, they looked identical. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, at first sight, I'd have no idea. I actually kind of thought maybe the second one was the one that was more expensive because it was a little more full fuller, but you know, in terms of, of taste and, and enjoyment, the first one, definitely. Um, what, what was this brand again? Uh, the, EP Carrillo. The, the Carrillo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this definitely, uh, definitely is better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the experiment has played out. Yeah, and uh, John's palate is refined enough to be able to tell a uh, ten dollars stick from a three dollars stick. So, yeah, which I would think, by and large, most people probably could do that. But 
this was the test. This is what we Well, how about we, we get some Carillos and then we'll get some bourbon and we'll have an, a show sometime <laughs> in the future. I'll tell you um, what, I've still got half a bottle of Buffalo Trace Buffalo from Trace? Uh, bad. Uh, from this past Friday. Um, so Jen's got me going. She's she's on her segment on Friday. She's doing this bit where uh, I'm I'm on my whiskey journey because I'm not much of a whiskey drinker at all. I did some whiskey in college, but it was mostly just you know with the intention of getting blackout drunk. And so oh, no. you know um, I'm not much of a connoisseur or anything like that. And so uh, she actually pulled the pulled the listeners, and we got a lot of really great suggestions for whiskeys. But Buffalo Trace won out as the one with the most votes. And so this past Friday we. Uh, we we cracked open a bottle of Buffalo Trace and got going with that. And yeah. now, I'm a beer guy. I like beer. I've always preferred beer over hard liquor. Uh, but I've just started getting into to whiskey, and primarily because um, I don't necessarily when I drink beer, I I normally drink beer. Um, you know, I, I have two or three beers. Yeah. Whereas with whiskey, you can actually sit there, you sip on it, you have a glass of water. You know, yeah. you can more of like a relaxing type of Precisely. atmosphere. So as I get older in life, I prefer more, <laughs> less, less volume and more, you know, of the experience. Exactly. So I could see where, you know, you know, smoking a cigar. Now and- it's funny. There are some cigars that are designed to pair with beers. Uh, I know Perdomo came out with a line of cigars there. Um, and I think they're still doing it that each cigar in this line, there's like, I don't know, five or six of them. I don't remember exactly. And they're, but they're, they're blended to pair with different types of beers. So lagers, pilsners, you know, the, and, and so you kind of gauge based upon what you're drinking beer wise with what you want to smoke cigar wise. Additionally, um, Casada cigars every year came out with, and including this year, I just saw them not see, where did I see that pack? I just I was somewhere the other day and I saw a gift. Oh, I remember where. Um, there was the Casada cigars came out with Oktoberfest cigars, and what they do is they blend it to ma- to pair well with the German style. Uh, what is that Marzen beer? And and it's the Oktoberfest cigars and everything. And actually, Jeff and I smoked that in our Halloween episode because it was the last of October. And, um, with that one, we, uh, it was good at first. And then he went inside and grabbed some beer and we, we started drinking beer with it and like flavor notes just started popping with it. It was really, really interesting how adding beer to it really enhanced that cigar. So, so yeah, well, this has been fun, John. I appreciate you you taking time uh... for doing this. And, uh, so yeah, folks, that was the EP Carrillo. New Wave, Connecticut. That I think we smoked the Toro. So, yeah, no, very good. Thank you for the for the cigar. No problem. Well, we'll have we'll, we'll have just, to come back, and uh, I'll have to come back on the show, and we'll have to. Uh, oh yeah, we'll, smoke a couple. We'll drink get, a little bourbon, and uh, maybe we can. Maybe maybe you'll get me to become more of a regular uh, uh, cigar. A, I'll tell you, there's a couple of them in there that I would highly recommend. Um, ones that that as somebody starting off, I think, would be really good. Um, I was going to ask Oscar you about Valadares the... makes some really great cigars that I think are great for early beginner cigar smokers. So I was going to ask you about the late hour. What make what what makes the late hour? Is it the tobacco blend that makes it well Davidoff, more valuable? Well, Davidoff's a bit more of a high end. You know the name brand is, uh, and everything okay. like that. They 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 just in general their cigars typically are more expensive. Just they're a higher end brand just in general. But that one in particular, um, it's actually priced right about the same as a lot of their other cigars. So um, I don't remember the blend on that one off the top of my head. But it's just it's. It's the cigar we smoked in the very first episode of the of the show, and I've had it maybe two times since then. Um, in fact, it was actually the cigar that I bought and smoked on my birthday. You know, because I at last year uh, on my birthday I had a Cohiba. That was my big, you know, 
expenditure cigar and everything like that. And it was good. Um, it wasn't bad. I kind of did feel like, you know, like, eh, is this really worth the 23 bucks or whatever that I spent on it? I don't know. Um, but the late hour, I, I, I do feel the late hour is worth the money. It's, it's a quality smoke, ridiculously smooth draw, really smooth, you know, flavor, the taste and everything. The, the smoke is just, I mean, there's nothing harsh at all about that cigar. Um, so I don't mind spending that kind of money on it. I just can't spend that money on it all the time. Yeah. My cigars tend to run more in the 8 to $12 range. Right. So. Yeah, $25 cigar, you know, every day. Mm-hmm. Get a little expensive. I mean, you know, maybe if I'm lighting it with a $100 bill, then I wouldn't, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't mind, but so... <laughs> Well, thank you, Nick. I, I I learned something here today, and well, good. We'll have to come back on. I was going to uh, say we'll, we'll talk. Get, we'll talk about bourbon and uh, we'll get, cigars. We'll get some bottles. We'll get some cigars. We'll get Jeff on here. Yeah, and uh, you know, come, come on, Jeff, get off the couch. Three of us can have a nice day. <laughs> We're and the thing is, you know, and and John's here at the hill, and it's about eh, forty degrees outside. Forty. Really windy out today and everything like that. So that was a really loud truck. But really windy out today and everything. But, I mean, John, you're in the in, in the little room that they've got for us here. Super pleasant, right? Very nice. Yeah. It's so a we, nice atmosphere here. Very yeah. relaxing. It's um, lots of, it's very comfortable. All of their furniture here. I mean, it, it it's very, very welcoming. and Yeah. So... Yep, we'll get you back up here before, while the winter's still going on, and sit around and have a good time. So, awesome. Well, cool. Well, thanks, John. Thanks, Nick. Well, I want to thank John for being such a good sport. He, uh, for being a guy that that smokes one cigar a year, he he tripled his. His output for the year by he smoking didn't. these two, so <laughs> and and you know a good portion of it was at my expense. Not a not a good portion of it's, it. I just focused on that. And I saw red. focused yeah, on that. Thank so, you for that. Not entirely. But he picked out the cigar. I'm impressed. Well, yeah, I'm impressed with kind of the notes that he gave as to how he came to that conclusion. I mean, he was, you know, comparing the taste, the the smoke, the the draw, the construction a little bit. I mean, he was, he was for a guy who smokes one cigar a year, he, he definitely uh, had a little bit more knowledge maybe than I thought, or, or else he was just that perceptive of it. So there you go. So, yeah, and, you know, John is among what I would consider our more normal friends. I mean, I know him well enough to say, to counter that a little bit. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. But yeah. Ish. Ish. Normal ish. Normal ish. But he uh he did pick it out and uh I mean he's he told me after after we were done that, you know, he wants to get some more more of the E P Crillos and sit out and maybe grab some bourbon and, and enjoy that. So Well so through the magic of podcasting we've been enjoying our uh, Southern ha- draw. We have been enjoying the Rosa the Sharon. Draw. Yes. I think it's a very creamy cigar. Kind of sweet. Yeah, a little bit. Are you getting um, pepper off of it, or what do you I get, I get? I got like a little bit of pepper. Just a little hint of pepper, kind of in the beginning third. But but I will agree with the creamy and the sweet. Um, it's it's a mild cigar. This is a, a breakfast cigar, if I've ever encountered one. Um, it's a, it's, it's a, my kind of cigar. It's a good cigar to start the day with, but... You know, if you've had anything even with any remote strength behind it, and you try and smoke this afterwards, yeah, it's your palate's barely going to. Well, pick this it is up. your second or third cigar of the day, so that may be what's happening. Yeah, to you on this, so I yeah. mean, it's one of those things that the the palate's barely going to pick it up. But that's not saying that it's a bad cigar. I've had the Rose of Sharon before, and I really actually enjoy it. It's it's a good quality smoke, and you know, like I said, Southern Draw makes some really good products so this is among them 
Well, there you go. So uh, let's tell everybody real quick. Our sponsor is. So, yeah. So we're working with MyMonthlyCigars.com. And MyMonthlyCigars.com is a premium cigar subscription service where you get boxes sent to you in the mail at your home. And you can get them in various sizes and cost. But if you sign up for the Robusto box, which is four cigars for $30, that would be the Cigar Pulpit Care Package. And what will happen is. You'll get that that box. Jeff and I will get that box. And over the course of the... So we'll uh, all have boxes. Exactly. Okay. Over the course of the appropriate month. So the December box, I think, is getting ready to ship out or should be hitting people's mailboxes um, later this week. That box um, we will receive as well. And over the course of December... We're going to smoke those, and the, the folks at home can save their box of cigars and smoke along with us. Yay! And share their notes and thoughts and tell us if they think we're right or wrong about the cigars in the box. The offer code PULPIT still applies, does it not? It does. So if you go to MyMonthlyCigars.com and you sign up for the subscription service, you can get free shipping by putting in offer code PULPIT, P-U-L-P-I-T, or if you put in that code, if you're buying stuff in their shop, because they do sell some other items as well as the subscription boxes, you can get 20% off those items with that offer code. And uh, I will be curious to see what cigars are in the December box because they do have an MSRP guarantee. And what that basically means is that the value of the cigars inside the box is guaranteed to um, meet or exceed the price of the box. So last month's box, November, that was a $30 box. But when you added up the uh, suggested prices of all of the cigars in the box, it was like a $46, um, you know, total. Shoot, just that Cohiba so, was half the price. Precisely. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, so that's it was a $46 total. So, you know, you were saving like 16 bucks doing this. Good so, deal. And the best part, as we like to point out, is it gives you the opportunity to try a variety of cigars that perhaps maybe you wouldn't normally or you don't um, have access to um, right now. And so what you can do is you can try these cigars, um, give them give them a shot, and then if you like it, go to your brick-and-mortar retailer, tell them, hey, I just had this and I really want more of it, so I need you to order it. And the beauty of it is the brick-and-mortar shop, if they – don't already carry it. That's the one thing. They may no. carry it, and you may have just overlooked it for years. But if they don't already carry it and they order it, then the beauty of it is it's kind of a, a win-win for everybody. You know, they they know that they're going to get some sales out of it when it comes in. There's no, you know, risk of it sitting on the shelf and, and nobody buying it because, you know, you and bought And they're, they're stuck bought, with dead stock. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's one of those things. Maybe you saw an ad in the magazine and you're like, oh, that looks like a good cigar. And you tell them to order it and you get it and it's not your cup of tea. Well, then they're stuck with the rest of the box. In yeah. this case... You know you like this cigar, and so they know they're going to get some sales out of it. There you go. Yep. And then uh, people get a hold of us on the socials. Yes. So we are on the socials, as Jeff likes to call it. The socials. Um, We are on Instagram at at the Cigar Pulpit and at Naked Gator, N-E-K-K-I-D, Gator. We're also on Facebook, and we're on Twitter, and we're on YouTube, and you can email me at nick at cigarpulpit.com. Beautiful. And with that being said, what are we, we're, we're going to bust open the box for the Friday yeah, episode. So correct? for Friday's episode, we're going to go ahead and we're going to bust open the, my monthly cigars box because, um, I did get an email that I should be receiving that in the mail prior to us recording that episode. So, um, we should have that in time for Friday's episode. So we'll, we'll go over the contents of the December My Monthly Cigar Box and have something from that in Friday's episode. And then it'll also be Friday Whiskey. So Jen will come on and she and I will kind of talk about some options for what to do with the rest of that Buffalo Trace bottle. I know some of you folks have been giving us some suggestions for various drinks that that I can make with that so we're going to we're going to pick one and and 
you know, go down that road a little bit too. So, yeah, or as I like to call it, the destruction of Nick's liver. A slow and steady. Yes. Hey, and steady. that wins the race. I I don't think that is the case. The race in this one. to cirrhosis. Oh, I was going to say, I'm like, <laughs> I don't think that's the case in this situation, but probably not. No, I'm looking forward to it, and I actually really liked the Buffalo Trace last week. I'm yeah. more of a whiskey drinker than beer if I'm going to drink, so I enjoyed it. We brought it out um, on, uh, well, I mean, it's no secret that we obviously recorded Friday's episode prior to Thanksgiving. Yes. You know, so we did break that bottle out on Thanksgiving and uh, have a little bit there. So it it it's not as full as it was when, when you last saw it. It's, it's that's okay. Had a little bit taken from it. It's so. your it's your bottle, not mine. I mean, you know. It's I mean, if is. you want to just sit at home and get you know sloshed, that's it's you not know, not my. That's cup between of tea, you and Satan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my! That's <laughs> oh, the devil's nectar. Final thoughts on the Rose of Sharon, there, Jeff. Just a nice, creamy, mild cigar. It's it's my perfect smoke. Well, there we go. And I I thoroughly enjoy it. Like I said, um, I was introduced to Southern Draw. Uh, at a uh, event that they had at the Hill Cigar Company. Oh, that would have been earlier this year. That would have been like April of this year. And it was f- pre-podcast. Though. It was pre-podcast. And so the uh, the first uh, the first cigar of theirs that I had was actually the Rose of Sharon. And I I I like it. It like I said, it's a it's a mild smoke. It's it's definitely the the one you want to start your day with, but. It's it's a it's a quality, well constructed, you know, creamy with a little hint of sweetness, like you said, little hint of pepper, and it's it's a quality quality smoke. So. We got to run back onto the uh, astroturf now, so we can finish our cigar. Yeah, I know, right? It's kind of chilly outside. It but is, anyway. but we've been running in and out. So yes, we have. We would never break any laws. No. <clears throat> so. <clears throat> Well, folks, with that, this has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. Amen, Brother Nick. I'm Nick. That's Gator. We will catch you next time. Stay smoky.